When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, Episode 9. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential, whether you're already in a leadership role or you are an aspiring leader. Joining me on today's show is Irene Scott. Irene is an author, a speaker, marketing strategist, copywriter, consultant, and engineer who specializes in systems, marketing, and copywriting for today's small business owner. With 19 years experience as a medal-winning structural engineer, Irene has contributed to communities in Australia and Southeast Asia with her bridge designs. She used her sharp engineering skills to develop systems, analyze problems and provide unique solutions, as well as to develop and lead a team of 25 engineers. Irene has taken her engineering skills and combined it with the knowledge gained as a certified business advisor and professional copywriter into the business arena. She now runs her own business with a team as well as helping other business owners grow theirs. On today's show, Irene's going to share how self-leadership is the key component to being an effective leader, why you need to have strong, clear and specific goals that connect your heart, mind and soul and what that means as a leader, as well as successful leaders and how they add value to other people. So welcome to the show, Irene. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. It's wonderful to be here. Look, 19 years experience as a medal-winning structural engineer. You've led a team of 25 engineers. You've contributed to you know, your expertise to communities across Australia, Southeast Asia, really quite an accomplishment. So before we dive into some of the key insights that you'll be sharing with us today, Irene, I'd love for you to think back to when you were leading the team. For people listening today who aspire to lead a team such as you did, what were some of the key things that you did in your career that had you rise up that career ladder, so to speak, to take on that leadership role? It's a great question. I guess for me, I've always looked forward in terms of where do I want to be? What do I want to aspire to? And then what do I want to be in terms of the people around me? So who do I need to become? What sort of person do I need to be? And it was always a case of wanting to add value to the people around me. Mm. And especially in engineering, to be honest, you can't do anything alone. You you need a, a strong team. And that's when I realized that the key thing in everything that we do is relationships. If you have a good, strong relationship with your team, with your colleagues, then they will support you and they will help you rise up as well. So I guess in answer to your question, I've always been focused on 
achieving and focused on the big picture goals for myself mm. and always really enjoyed bringing people up with me as well. Great, great insights. And I, I love the way that you've, you've shared and so many of the guest experts that we've had on the show have said that as a leader, the encouragement of your team, and I think as a leader, it, it really is showing a level of confidence that we have in ourselves that allow us to create a culture in the team and, and an environment that allows our people to shine, to contribute, to collaborate. And uh, that certainly has been something that you've just shared has made a difference in your career and in your leadership. And of course, would do the same likewise for, for others. Now, you say that self-leadership is the key component of being an effective leader. I'd love you to share more about this. Absolutely. There's so much happening out there. There's a lot of distractions. And if you're not someone that is really leading yourself in the direction that you want to go, it's difficult to lead your, your team as well. And that's what I talk about with self-leadership. So for me, it's a case of being focused. So focused, knowing the direction you want to go. It's being disciplined. So knowing that there's action steps that you need to take in order to achieve that goal. And then really just knowing for me, really importantly, what values you have. So what drives you? What what things would you say yes or no to? And that, that for me is really the self-leadership component. Because once you know which direction you're heading, what your strengths or weaknesses are, then you can be a lot clearer with those around you. And then they can actually support you in that leadership goal as well. You said something about uh, values and in the previous show that we've had we spoke a lot about values and how they're very important too and you know the people that are working in our team if they're core values were not being met, that often causes diminished performance, uh, morale, all that sort of thing. So now you're bringing into the conversation that not only do we need to be aware that the values of our team members are being met, however, when you're talking about self-leadership, that our own values are also being met. Now, for some people who may not really have ever taken the time to sit down and evaluate, you know, what are some of my core values? Let's share a little bit what, what you did or, or what are some things that they need to start to think about to identify what's really important to them, what are their core values? That's actually a good question. It's something that I've been working on for the last, I'd say, 10 years. Mm. It's um, Yeah, it's quite interesting. My, my background was that when I was 13, I knew I was going to be an engineer. Mm. So I, I knew at that age, I told dad, you know what, I'm going to be an engineer. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. He said, you can't, you're, oh. you're a female, you can't do it. Oh, wow. He, he didn't mean it in a nasty no, way. He no. was being very realistic. Mm. And what that gave me was that determination to show him, you know what, I'm going to do it. And it, it's, um, so that gave me a value for really showing him that no matter what he says, I'm going to achieve it. So in terms of my initial career, when I first started, my driver back then was really to, to get out there and to show him, to prove him I could do it. And mm. I ended up, um, I mean, I, I did, I, I worked really hard. I, I got the university medal because for me, it was a case of, I'm not just going to show him I can do it. I'm going to be the best I can be. Mm. But then in terms of on the negative side of that, it just pushed me to really achieve. And that's all I was really focusing on. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I um, I actually got sick from there. It's quite a lot of stress in there. And I was in there thinking in hospital, what am I doing this for? And I had to really reevaluate my values. And I remembered back when I was 13, why did I want to be an engineer? And it was a case of, I want to help people. I mean, at the, the core of it, well, I believe that engineering really helps society and helps communities. And that then 
shifted those values around. And once that happened, that's when I started stepping into the leadership role because then those values aligned with other people around me as well. Mm. Values are key. And if, if your values, I guess, well, from my point of view, I, I would call that initial value I had was more of a selfish value to show dad I could do it. Yes. If that's the sort of value that you have, you're not going to really attract the right people around you to have a really strong team and to be able to lead them as well. What I wanted to point out, because this is such a valuable lesson and you know, I've spent um, quite a bit of time over the last couple of weeks in interviewing some guest experts who have had, some of them have had similar situations where they have been working on overdrive and you know that the energy that they're expending so that they're giving out has not been balanced with self-care and making, you know, realigning their values, making sure that's all been met. And that is so important for women, I think. Um, and, and certainly if people haven't listened to episode where Karen Chaston was talking all about self-care and, and energy around women, go and listen back and listen to, to Karen's interview because that's really important too. But what you've said here, Irene, and I think it's so important for us to recognize is that yes, you had a drive, you had a passion for engineering, yet you were driven to to really overachieve because someone had kind of you know challenged you a little bit and said you can't do that but had you continued to work hard and 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 achieved all of your goals without kind of that voice in the back of your head and and the 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 drive from I have to show would you looking back have had a a completely different experience because you wouldn't have put that much pressure on yourself I mean hindsight is a, a valuable uh, a tool often, isn't it? What do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely, it is. It is. Um, I, I actually tend to agree with you because I think the drive for me was that I had to prove myself or, you know, that mm. um, I, wanted, I wanted dad to turn around and say, I'm proud of you. And yes. I mean, it was just the culture. He, you know, the sort of person that he wouldn't say those sorts of things. But I, I think that then drove me in that direction. But you're right. If, if that conversation didn't happen, I, I wouldn't have actually gone in that direction. Although to say it, in that way, I'm I'm very grateful for the experiences that I've had mm. because it, it's given me an amazing career and I've got amazing skills from it. And I mean, I really have done incredible, incredible things with different mm. bridges and, and mm. amazing teams. You need to know what your values are and yes. what drives you. And that's why I've now done a lot of work in personal development to know what are the, the values that are the positive ones in me that drive me and can support around me as well yeah so that's where that whole shift has come and why I'm now in business and helping other people to recognize that absolutely and you know being able to recognize at a young age that you wanted to be an engineer again it's one of those things where you know what is that passion for you helping people Uh, and of course you've had to do you've got to do that in your career as an engineer and and of course you get to do that in in the work that you do as as well so if we haven't taken the chance if you haven't taken the the opportunity to recognize what are your core values certainly uh, do that because you know we may find that there's certain stresses and impacts impacts in our life and in in our career that is causing us stress because they're not aligned with our values and then we can make a choice once we recognize this what is something that I can do what is something that perhaps I need to let go need to change and so that we can continue to to really operate from our strengths and have our our values be aligned so something else that you believe too Irene is that it is important 
to have strong, clear and specific goals that connect to our heart and mind and our soul. We know society just talks about having goals. However, having them connect to heart, mind and soul, that's really taking it to uh, to a deeper level, especially when it comes to strengthening us within our leadership role. Love for you to share some more around that. Absolutely, yes. Um, and I guess for me, it's, it's come about because I have been doing the achieving part and you know the working hard and I'm sure your listeners are like that as well that you know there's times when things get really difficult you you know you may be staying up till three o'clock in the morning working on something and you just wonder what doing this you know what's it all for and if you don't have a goal that's really connecting with you like through your whole body through your soul and your heart that's really driving you I mean, you may just go, it's just too hard. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do it anymore. So for me, and I call it my goosebump goals. So when I mm-hmm. think of these goals, I literally get goosebumps, you know, and it gets me so excited. And um, that's the issue for me. I get too excited. I can't sleep. <laughs> but um, but it's just something that it, it makes you want to jump out of bed. You know, it's you know that every day that you're alive, you're, you're moving forward towards that goal. And it's... Um, it's that excitement. So for, for me, I've actually put pictures of my goal and it's in front of me every single day. So when I'm working, I, I see the pictures and the, you know, the pictures of happy children because I'm going to be building an orphanage in Vietnam. That's one of my goals. Mm. And um, I'm going to also empower 200,000 business people. So I've got pictures of all these smiling faces at me. And I'm thinking, well, if I don't continue working and doing what I'm meant to be doing, then these people will not actually have the opportunity Mm. of being empowered and being helped so yeah so for me it really helps to connect difficult times it gives you that energy and that passion to continue and I love that um, you've given that example where you've you've created almost like a vision board. This is your goal, um, the board that you have all those those pictures. And I'm sure when when you think back to when you were overseeing the team of of uh, other engineers, w- were you setting similar goals and 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 using similar techniques as 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 you've just described as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm absolutely passionate about bridges. So um, for me, I, I get you could probably call it a bit excited, over enthusiastic. Anytime I talk about bridges, so um, any team meetings we would have, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, we're going to win this bridge!" And you know, get get everybody pumped up and really believing that we can actually win those bridges and we can actually design it as a team. And yes. that that would be the way, like getting getting that energy in the room and getting everybody aligned. Mm. And I guess the, the the key thing here is not just to have the goal, especially in a team environment when you're leading people. The key thing is you, you need to be effectively communicating that goal to everybody. Yes. And and you need them to jump on board and, and feel that that goal is there as well, that they want to actually work towards it too. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, if you don't communicate the goal and you don't communicate why you want to get that goal, I mean, the team won't step behind you when things get difficult. Something that uh, you've pointed out, and I want to highlight this again, and because in the previous um, interviews that I've done, we've, we kind of covered that. I read, let me let me share with you, I read somewhere that someone said, keep emotion out of it. Emotion's got nothing to do, it's just business. If we think about what you have just said, when you're really passionate about something, you and your team are aligned in their values, they're also excited about supporting people. And in your instance, you know, the expertise that you contributed along with your team, when you collaborated, you created bridges that supported communities that allow them to get from one place to another, which in actual fact, if that was not available for some people, it could really, uh, in some areas, be the the difference, the matter between life and death, if they're not able to, to get to the, a shop or, or something 
something like that. So if we took emotion right out of it, if you weren't passionate, if you didn't inspire your team to to get on board with the goal, maybe create vision boards together. This is what we're going to have in in you know to, to collaborate towards and and work towards as a team. My goodness, I, I would imagine that your team and and would have had completely different results. Yes. Yes, yes, totally agree with that. And just to make a confession there, I wish I would have known vision boards back then. <laughs> that would have been just something amazing to have done with the team. But yes. I guess instead we, we had pictures of the bridges we were going to design, the next cable stay bridge or the next suspension bridge. That's, it was always amazing bridges. So yeah. we used to do that in terms of having the photos of the bridges, but I love, I would have loved doing the vision board with them back then. But yeah. um, the, the, the key thing that you just mentioned then, it it is the passion and it, it is that emotion as well that people need to be connected emotionally it's not I mean for me it's not just business and, and we're really talking about at the end of the day we're talking about individual people mm. and people connect on an emotional level so we're not just that's you know, right um, we're human beings that's what I commented I thought you know we are human beings and emotion is such an integral part of who we are emotion drives us emotion has us sometimes can offend us to the point that you know what I'm standing for this I, I don't agree with you and this is the reason why you know and, and certainly I, I think um, emotion when harnessed really well I mean there's a balance there's logic there's there's emotions and, and there's you know instincts and gut feelings I think there needs to be when you approach leadership and and your relationship with others and in this instance uh, your team when you have a balance and you're aware of that and you show compassion and and that you are interested in who they are your team is going to deliver a lot more for you because they're empowered they're inspired um, oh absolutely and I just have to say that my the, the team and incredible team that I had and they they would go above and beyond because mm. they really believed in the vision they 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 wanted it it was a case of saying guys do you want to you know let's go for this amazing bridge that we've never designed before you know a really complicated type of structure mm. are, you, are you guys you know backing me do you want to go for it you know it just means we're going to need to put in extra hours to get this and to work on it and learn as well mm -hmm. and they were just absolutely going for it yeah. and they they wouldn't have been wanting to put in the extra hours or, you know, there's a bit of stress involved there as well if they weren't connected to that vision. And yes. that's where you need to show them the passion there and not be afraid to show the, the passion. Yes. And I'm not saying be overly emotional things, but just show them that you're real and, and why you want this for the team. Mm. And these are obviously um, things that you did when you were overseeing your team. You know, you really did embrace who you are, that passion. You said you got that excitement and that really was exuded from you to the point that you really had all of your team embracing that too. And I think that that really does take um, a confident person to do that because sometimes we look at or we look at how other people are leading and they may have different styles, they may have different qualities and different characteristics. But I love the way that you were really authentic and you brought that into your team and that may, you know, ensured that uh, the other team members just didn't feel that they they couldn't also be enthusiastic as well. What are some other things that you believe as successful leaders, how we can add value to our team and to other people? What are some things? One of the things that is really, really useful for a leader is to show that you really trust your team by empowering others to actually do things. So it's um really, really letting go and really delegating. And this was something that actually took me quite a long time to understand and to actually do. And I remember for the longest time, I was thinking, well, no, it's better if I do it myself. I know it's going to get done right. I mean, it was just the, the wrong 
it's the wrong thing to really be saying, but mm. if you actually trust other people with amongst your team and empower them, you're actually adding value to their lives by doing that. You know, mm. you're adding value, you're, you're showing them that you respect them, that you, you think that they can actually do it as well. And oftentimes they, they come back and go above and beyond what you've expected. And it's just a case of just by showing that you trust them. Let me let me ask you, and this may seem like a silly question because it's obviously something that you do quite naturally. However, I'm sure, Irene, that if we had conversations with a number of people, they can all share times when they've been working with leaders who micromanaged and who did things that gave the perception to them as a team member that they weren't trusted, that their skills and strengths weren't valued. What are some things that we can do as leaders or aspiring leaders for us to demonstrate to our team that we do trust them and that so that we can empower them? What would be some things that you would suggest? Mm, great question, yes, because I have been micromanaged, <laughs> so absolutely understand that as well. I guess um, a, a couple of things. What I like to do, and I'm doing it now with my staff members as well, but what I like to do is to explain what the goal is, for example. So, you know, set up the big picture and say, this is where I want to be going. Mm -hmm. And then ask for their input straight away. So ask for their input in terms of how does that goal resonate with you? What what action steps would you actually take to achieve that goal? What what do you think would be doing in this situation, et cetera? Mm -hmm. And then just, just depending on how they're actually answering that, I might need to help them a little bit with that. But then I actually give that whole project over to them and say, okay, well, now it's yours. Mm -hmm. And then just, just let them know that I'm trusting them with it you know, we're not sure how it's going to work out, but then it's a case of you run with it and you just touch base with me and, and keep me informed as to how you're going with it. Yes. And um, I think that that's one thing just to get their buy-in right at the beginning, get them to think about what steps to take and then get them to come back to you rather than you just standing there looking over their shoulder mm -hmm. asking questions all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good way to show the trust in your team. And, you know, I think if for a leader who may have recognised in herself that she hasn't quite yet created that environment where team value to the point that real trust is there. And sometimes it's because the culture of the company itself has not really encouraged that. I think um, hearing those examples could certainly, um, yeah, be, be of immense benefit. So, Irene, what would be one last word of encouragement? I know you've probably got lots and lots and lots, but if you were to narrow it down to one last piece of encouragement, what would that be? I was going to say, it's probably not one word. What, what I'd love to leave um, the <laughs> yes. listeners with is what, what I've found with leaders, because, I mean, with leadership, it's an area I've been interested in for so long. So I've really studied leaders from all walks of life mm -hmm. and looked at my own self to see how I am as a leader as well. And what I've noticed, there's certain characteristics that they all have, like the successful leaders. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to leave a list. It's a list of 10, actually, but we've touched on some of them. Yeah. And it's just, I think these characteristics and the, the things you can actually work on as well, these characteristics are then the mark of a good leader. They need to have integrity. So they need to really be real, be themselves, have integrity and be genuine. They um, need to have a positive attitude. And that's not to say that, you know, they gloss over things, but they just need to have that positive attitude and be balanced. They need to be trustworthy. They need to have courage. It, it takes courage to be a leader and to be doing things that may be different to what your team actually wants to do or to go into new areas. Mm -hmm. Need to be focused. So really, um, and that's where all the goals come in. So be focused on assistant goal is and the outcome. You, you need to have a hardworking mentality. And, and I'm not saying become a workaholic mm -hmm. and, you know, just work crazy hours, but be ready to really 
to work hard when you need to do it. You need to have high energy because that, that's something that really, really does help. So if you've got the energy that transfers to other people around you. Uh, this one's key. You need to be expert in at least one area. So it's, it's good to know a lot about a lot of different things, but to really be an effective leader, you really want to be expert in, in at least one area. And in the other areas where you need help, that's where you've got your team around you. Mm -hmm. You need to be compassionate because really, I mean, you're, you're dealing with people and you need to understand them, be compassionate. And the last one, which I think sums it all up really, is you need to be real. So really be you, don't be somebody else, just be real. Yeah, I love those. And what we'll do is we'll create an infographic and we'll have that on the show page, the show notes, and with all of those uh, 10 qualities and characteristics there so people can download that and, and perhaps even print that out. Uh, something that they can uh, work towards. If some of those things they recognise need a bit of development. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Irene. It certainly has been a pleasure speaking with you. How can people find out more about you and get in contact with you? Yeah, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show. I'm very, very honoured to be here. You're welcome. Um, um, people can actually get in touch with me directly. I, I'll give you my email address, mm -hmm. which you can put onto that info doc as well. Sure. Um, so my email is Irene, I-R-E-N-E, -E, at peak business strategies it's all one word so it's peak business strategies.com.au and yeah I'd, I'd love to um to get in contact and if there's any any tips or hints or anything I can help your listeners with in terms of leadership or you know how to actually develop their values or anything like that mm -hmm. I'd, I'd be more than happy to help Terrific. Wonderful. Now it's over to you. Irene and I want to know uh, what's one thing, what's one insight? I know you've got many. We know you've picked up a lot today, but what's one biggest insight that you've taken uh, from hearing Irene share her insights? And what's one action step you're going to take in the next 24 hours to get moving uh, on that? So to join the conversation and to have a look at the infographic that we're going to create, as well as the contact details to get in contact with Irene, all you need Need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash podcast nine leave your comment there below the show notes we look forward to reading your comments and of course that link again is annemariecross.com forward slash podcast nine So we've got our inspirational message uh, before we leave today's show. And this is an interview tip to help you ace that interview brought to you by our sponsor, acethatinterview.com.au. Now, do you want to make sure that you've impressed the interviewer? A great question to ask them is at the end of the interview to make sure that the achievements and the information that you've shared position you in the best possible way. So here's what you might consider asking. How do I measure up to your ideal candidate? then stop talking and let the interviewer speak. If they pinpoint areas that they're not quite sure about, or you maybe have had the opportunity to not explain stuff clearly that they haven't really understood, you've then got the opportunity to put their mind at ease by sharing an example relevant to what they've just mentioned. And of course, if you've built rapport and they've said to you, well, yes, as a matter of fact, you meet all of the criteria that we're looking for in our ideal candidate, you could smile and respond with, hmm, that's wonderful. So when do 
I start? And obviously you're adding some humor to continue building that relationship. However, ultimately the interviewers just confirm that you do fit the criteria. And of course, if you've got more opportunity to provide further information about concerns, that's also there as well. So if you've got an upcoming interview, you want additional support so you, you can communicate with confidence, negotiate a salary that pays you what you're worth, check out acethatinterview.com.au. So that brings us to the end of another show and I do hope that you'll join me again next week. Remember to subscribe to our iTunes channel. The link to do that is annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. By subscribing to our channel means that you'll be the very first person to learn about new episodes and be inspired and empowered each week like I know you were today listening to Irene. That link again is annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. While you're over there, if you want to take some quick time to leave a comment and a rating as well, that would be awesome. See you next week. Make it a great one. Bye for now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.